Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Goddess Glow podcast. Today, I have a really good friend and also someone who has been my photographer, Ati Greenspun. She is a personal branding coach and photographer. Her passion is working with women who are the face of their business, and they are to build profitable personal brands that attract their dream clients so they can make more money and have a bigger impact in the world. Ati loves fostering connections within women entrepreneurs and bridging the gap of how lonely entrepreneurship can be. Founder of the BU Brand Academy, co-host of the Power Tribe Women Events, speaker and soon to be a published author, which I'm really excited for. And I am definitely going to be asking you <laughs> that question here soon. However, thank you, Ati, for coming on to Goddess Glow. I love your energy. Every time I talk to you, I feel like we could talk for hours. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I'm like we, we gotta go. <laughs> like we both gotta go. So I love your energy and thank you for, yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. I am so excited. I would love for you to share your story um, with how you became... I know a little bit, however, I want you to share like whatever you feel like sharing on how you became a personal branding coach and how you get to work with all these amazing women. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a background. So number one, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Like I've seen you grown so much since the first time we've met and your brand. And since we did your photos and everything, like everything you're doing for, for people, it's just like so remarkable and amazing. And I just love it. Um, but when it comes to my story, I actually want to start. Okay, so I've been doing a lot of inner work lately because, you know, I'm I'm going to be published and I have a chapter in a book. And when originally we started working on the chapter, I didn't really think twice, right? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write my story and what I want people to, to know, right, and to take away when it comes to their personal brand. But then when I started writing the chapter, I, you know, you start going back and you really start going back in who you are and why you do what you do and all these things. And, and so I realized that besides being a personal running coach and a personal running photographer, I had a passion for many, many, many years since I was in my 20s. I was a bartender. You know that story, right? Yes. <laughs> so I was a bartender and I used to have a bartending school back in Argentina. And even then, we were teaching a lot of these bartenders how to present themselves and how to put themselves in the market and how to, you know, be different. And I was like, wow, like, that's kind of crazy. That was like 30 years ago or maybe about well, 45 now, like what, 26 years ago. And I was like, wow, I was already doing what I'm doing in a different way without even knowing it. So fast forward, right? I'm an immigrant and I bartended for many, many years and I struggled so much with that change of identity. And then eventually I'm here, I have a business, it's going amazing and I'm doing all these things that I always thought about. But one of the biggest reasons in how I got here is by listening to women. Mm. by listening to what they needed because mm -hmm. I think that personal branding for me is so much more than just 
building your business. I don't know how, mm-hmm. like, we would have like to go. Colors, like the fun stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, people think of their branding as their colors and their fun stuff, but really building your personal brand is what really are you leaving behind in the world right? Mm -hmm. Like when people think of you, what do they feel when they're interacting with everything that you are putting out in the world? And that's what I say when people like say, oh, I have a product. I'm like, you know, I work with people. I work specifically with women, but I don't do uh, branding for products. I don't do branding for somebody tells me, hey, I have this product I want to brand it. I don't really do that because the biggest difference between branding a product and branding a person is every single person already has a personal brand. Mm -hmm. They know it or not, they already have it, right? Now, the difference between working with somebody like me, if you're going in business is, are you leaving the mark in the world that you came here to actually leave? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love how you said it stemmed all the way back to uh, to your bartending days when you used to teach. I'm uh, reading right now Mastery from Robert Greene. And oh he's God. talking, <laughs> you know the book? Okay. Yeah, it's so um, good. Yeah. So, so far I'm, a, I'm in like the first chapter. However, it's just like, I feel like that's something in my life that I've been like working at is, well, like, how do people see me? How do they portray me? Um, and I guess the question for me is, how do you work with these women in getting that out? Because sometimes, you know, as a coach, you can see it. Like, you can see, you can feel the energy, and you see this light in them and this energy. How do you bring that out to where your clients or your the women in your life can see it for themselves as well? So there is there is um a two-part process to this. So number one, and so remember a lot of the women that I help, um, they do have a business, right? So they have some sort of expertise, either they're a bookkeeper, they're a photographer, they are a coach, they do something like that. So we go back to number one, the basics of why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times they are like, well, you know, I wanted to stay home and I wanted to be with my kids and I wanted to do this. And I'm like, yeah, that is great. And we all start there, right? We all start by like, oh, I want more freedom. I don't want to have a, a boss or whatever. But there is a reason why you chose what you chose mm-hmm. over, I mean, you could be a realtor, you could be doing something completely different. You could, does that make sense what I'm saying? Like you chose what you chose for a reason. So we go back to that. Is it, do you have a passion for that? Was, did you have a transformation through it? What was that transformation? A lot of women either had a transformation by choosing what they're doing. Remember, I work with a lot of women that they're 35 and over. So they're either coming from corporate and they already had a previous career and they're pivoting or they already had a business and they're pivoting into something that fulfills them uh, in a better way. So they are already following kind of their passion. So that is one step. And the other step is really by doing market research. And I know this is, sounds really marketing-like, mm-hmm. but the reason for that is when you're actually talking to the people that you want to serve, you start realizing of the difference that you're making in their life. And I had, I used to have these kind of like on the, on like month two or three or fourth of the academy. And now we're moving into the beginning because 
when they have conversations with people that ideally they want to work with, and I'm not talking about niching down, and I'm talking about what are the qualities of the people you want to work with? Yes. Right? Like they are high energy. They are people that are following their soul. They're people. So for me, I want to really help women that are passionate. That's why you're never going to hear me say, I work with bookkeepers or I work, I work with women who are the face of their, their business, yes. who really want to make an impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody comes to me and they tell me, I, I don't know, I want to make money. I don't care about that. I don't care about the difference. They're not my person. I mean, that's fine. I want people to make a million dollars. I think that the more money we make, the the more we can help and the more beautiful lives we can have. I'm all about abundance, but I'm all about impact. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. I had noticed with even our like our sessions together before a photography session, you do some coaching, which I feel is so important because I've had photographers too, where there's not really that. It's just like, okay, like this is what I want to do. And then you show up. And yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not as organized. However, it's like when I was sharing my story with you, you like, there's like a light or like a, in a light bulb and you were able to like envision like the whole session and how to like portray these people out to the world, like the way that you see them, which is, I feel like always, I feel, you know, people typically see other people better than in my in my experience better than what they see themselves or how absolutely yeah I have a a saying that I use all the time is really hard to see the sticker of the jar you're in does that Mm -hmm. make sense so we are in the jar we're inside of our own jar and and really what I we do a lot of exercises to actually be that third eye from the outside I'm like okay if you're sitting outside of you how do you want to show up in the world? Mm. Who you are right now? How do you want to talk to people? How do you want people to see you? Right? It's a lot. It's a lot about like also talking about that next version, right? Or or the highest self. Yes. Yeah. It's the same concept. And I think that when we talk about personal branding, it, there is so much about that. And we have to grow into that person that is showing up as a higher self. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of the women that I work with, they don't, well, most women, especially in business, they don't see themselves as other people see them, like you just said it. But for me, that is the fun part. When they start realizing that they get to shape that in any way they want, mm-hmm. that is what actually building a personal brand is. You already have a personal brand, but now you get to shape it and you get to show up as whoever you want to be. Yeah. Right. And you get to help people to see that way mm-hmm. and you get to make that difference in the world. And and we talked before we started about authenticity. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the work that I do has to do with like really having integrity when you do this. Yes. Integrity. You mean like integrity in the sense of one, like keeping your word, however, integrity with yourself, like not self-abandoning, not uh, maybe like people pleasing, but or, well, know, but all of it because okay. if you think when we we live in a world right now that so personally I love social media now and I'm mm-hmm. gonna say this with a grain of salt I don't say that I love scrolling what I love about social media I think that when done correctly and when used correctly 
it's such a platform for people. There is so many amazing things that have come out out of social media, right? Yeah. Like think about Go GoFundMe or crowdsourcing or businesses and, and brands and women that have grown businesses that they would have never been possible without mm-hmm. social media, right? 70%. Like uh, out. Yeah. Say it again. 70% of like any business now they're making their revenue through, through yeah. social media. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and awareness. And so I just, um, I joined this account that they do. I can't even, I, I, I will butcher their name, but a lot of what they do is, um, they, they raise awareness about not buying like clothing in China and old Asia and the clothing and how it's made and all the things. And I'm like, I, I, it's super interesting to me because I feel like as living in the US, sometimes we don't see those things. And that's where I am so passionate about social media when it comes to using it in the right way, right? But I think that integrity, when we talk about also personal branding is that authenticity of like you being who you really are Mm. showing up where you're at. I mean, of course there is always right things that we may want to keep private and that's okay, but really being true, right? Like how many accounts do you follow that they're like, Oh, six figure business, 1 million business, uh, zero to 1 million in this amount of time. I'm like, I wonder how much of that is true. Yeah. Right. I mean, I want to believe they have good faith, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, and a lot of what I teach comes to that too, because I think that's the world that we're living, where we're teaching our kids, right? And they're going to live in a 100% world of social media, Zoom, digital, all of that. So mm-hmm. I'm like, we need to be the example for the next generation to use social media in a healthy way, in a good way, all of that. Mm-hmm. Something that I've learned recently as well during, um, I I think I was in church when I heard this talk, the, he was speaking, the bishop was speaking about how it's important to be you everywhere you go. And uh, this was also a thought that I had earlier because I was at the gym and I have, uh, I've been following a lot of different workout people and different things because I'm, I'm working in that area, my health, and I'm wanting to gain strength and I'm wanting to gain some, have some gains, <laughs> you know? And I wonder, cause I also talked to some guys that are at the gym and they're pretty nervous. Like what they display on their social media versus like in person, it's like this, like whole, maybe like, I don't know, this puffed up, like bravado this persona thing, you know, that they yeah, put this together persona. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then I go and talk to them and they're like they sort of cower or they're like they're not embracing it in real life and I feel that taking that because maybe what they're portraying on social I mean that maybe social media for clout or for whatever for likes or validation um and something I've been working on too is like that validation part and so for you how do you work with your clients on not just like doing it for the followers, not focusing on that. And I think that's where the impact, you know, that impact comes into place. Um, Making that mind switch though, with, have you seen that issue with your clients? So a lot. 
So a lot because a lot of the work that we do comes around content and comes around right showing up online and stuff. Now I do teach, um, I call it like the trilogy where it's not just social media, but social media is kind of that glue that brings it all together, right? If you meet somebody in person, if you meet somebody through a podcast, whatever, like the social media is that uh, digital trace or that digital proof that you are who you say you are. Right now, 90% of people will never go to your website. They will look you up on social media before they ever Google you. And, and, and I know that people are like, oh, but your website and Google and SEO, with all these platforms going SEO, um, the SEO way, people are going to look you up on social media first, right? So that is important. But a lot of the people are really looking for followers and likes and saves and all the things. And I'm like, hey, listen, you need to separate yourself from what your business is. So even though the, the line is really, really gray because we're a personal brand, you are a personal brand, I am a personal brand. I think that the biggest work we need to do on ourselves as personal brands is to separate, right? Where our worth is innate. It's intrinsic yeah. to you. And so, so if you want to talk to like the struggle, right? So I think one of the biggest struggles that I went through is when I left bartending. So just for your followers to kind of know, because you know the story. So mm -hmm. I was a world champion flair bartender. So I was one of like maybe five girls at that point in the world that was flaring. And I was brought to the US to work at this one bar on the Las Vegas Strip, right? And, and I was performing every night and I was competing and I was doing all these things. So when I decided that that wasn't a passion anymore and I really went into entrepreneurship, I kind of had to change my whole identity, mm -hmm. right? So I was so attached to what people thought at the followers, what if people were following or liking and like the biggest work I had to do, it was to work on my ego. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't that person anymore, right? And just, this is kind of like funny, but I always say like, I used to go to the bar and people like clap and they used to like throw money at us. We used to put $100 bills. Like when somebody would tip you $100, we would wet it and put it on our foreheads mm -hmm. like and I was like oh my god like that's so opposite to what I do right now right? Like, <laughs> yeah and, like, and, and your worth right like your worth mm -hmm. and like and I did that for years I worked at that bar for 16 years and that was kind of my worth I did something somebody gave me money for it I did something somebody gave me money for it and when you come into your business and you're a personal brand and you really have to sit down and look at your mission mm -hmm. what are you here to do in this world like beyond the offer that you have right now and this is why what where people get really really confused i'm like your mission is not your offer so you know how like when you read my intro for me my biggest passion is to bring women together like you you know like everything that i do that not necessarily the things that i do for money but everything that i do has a, a networking component to it has a community component to it right like we have events we have the membership where women are coming all together we do networking not networking uh, we do the power tribe event right like everything that we that i do comes back to that mission of bridging that gap on the loneliness that i felt when I came into the entrepreneurial world. 
right? And then, yes, I have the Be Brand Academy. I do photos. I do this. I do that. But those are offers. Mm-hmm. You, When you're a personal brand, at any time, you can pivot and you can do something else as, as long as it's aligned with your overall mission. And that is the biggest discovery work that women have to do when they go and they want to put themselves out there. Because when you believe in your mission, all of a sudden, how many followers you have is not as important. Yeah. Yes. Because it's intrinsic. Mm-hmm. Something I've been saying is, one, your identity is like a noodle. It's like a floppy noodle. <laughs> it's, it's loosey-goosey. You're able to switch it up. You're able to change it whenever. Um, and then also, I think is, yeah, like you're whole and complete already, just as you are. And it's like, you don't need all that. There is, a, the fluff. there is a phrase going around. I think I, was, I, I don't know why I've been seeing it. It's like in Instagram and everywhere right now. Like, it's like, what if it's not really about learning all the things, but it's actually about undoing all that learning, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm butchering it, but I was like, well, it's, it's, it's funny because the reality is that if you look at your kid, right? Like my kid is is turning 10 next week, which is crazy, by the way. Um, but I'm like, I'm starting to see how he changes or how he starts behaving to be accepted, right? And as a mom, obviously, I'm like, no, like you should be who you are, whatever. But the reality is that we all went through that, right? And we can, we can help them. We can give them tools. But I feel like that is we come as we are, we have these lack of awareness, if you want to call it, of society and like what they, anybody expects of us and it's absolutely perfect. And then we get tamed and then eventually we're like, oh yeah, no, I want to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have to do all this work to mm-hmm. now mesh, right? All the information we have from society, being accepted, not being accepted, who you want to be, your goals, whatever, but it's still bring in, right, who you were before you learn all the bullshit. <laughs> uh, and it's so, I've, I've been finding it's like, sometimes it can be difficult and it can be lonely because it, that, that could become a lonely place, especially when you're like, eyes open up mm-hmm. and you're like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Oh, for so me, so, oh my God, that is such a constant in my life because I am, I don't want to, I, I love, I actually love the word obsess, but the mm. word obsess has um negative connotation. Mm. It doesn't for me because mm-hmm. I truly believe that when you are positively obsessed with something, like you get really good at it. You get good, you get results, you get the fancy feeling, right? Like you you really achieve things that you, you want to do, like you feel happy, right? So through my life, there has been a constant, that's part of my personality. Like when I became a flair bartender, right? Like I wanted to be the best. Like I didn't stop until I got to Vegas. Then I became a photographer and, and I'm, I'm, pretty good I don't know, right I'm, I'm no humble no humbleness here I'm, I'm good at what I do I love doing it right and then I realized that I had more to give but through all that process you're constantly shedding levels or shedding um like how do you say like the onion mm-hmm. yeah right you, you're okay. shedding and you're shedding and you're shedding and and people come into your life and then like they leave and but it's okay Mm-hmm. right because you it's like kind of like our awareness 
right? You you attract what you vibrate. And at different times in our life, we are in different places and we need different things. Yes. Before we started, you said something about, about the shedding. Um, and I feel like this is important, especially for those who, you know, they are running a business and sometimes business can be, <laughs> it could be, you know, business and it has the ups and downs and the attachment to certain clients within your life. So how have you worked on your intrinsic value uh, alongside with what is showing up in the world around you and how some people leave and then they come and then they go. And yeah. um, So, okay. So it, it's a very loaded question. So number mm-hmm. one, I think that from a business perspective, it's, really constantly being aware that I'm offering the best that I can personally offer. Mm-hmm. So that's number one, right? Like not like, I feel like we, every single person has something to teach somebody. Yes. We are helping people that are maybe two or three steps behind us. We do not need to know it all. Right. But that I had to do a lot of internal work to really realize that and actually realize that the more I knew or the more I educated myself, I was actually it, it was counterintuitive to my clients because my clients didn't have all that knowledge and they needed a little bit so they could make progress. So I had to actually learn that. So that's one on on the business side. Right. So that I think it's experience on the other side is the internal work. The internal work of, is this person buying from me? Is this person not buying from me? Is is it me? But at the end of the day, we go back to, we need to show up 100% authentic and we need to put what we have on the table and we need to let other people make their decisions. Mm. And I know this is so, so I don't don't know how many of, of your audience are business owners, but one of the things that I've experienced and experienced with a lot of clients of mine is, at the beginning, that is really hard because if you're starting a business and you really need the money, right? You are attached to the outcome. You yes. are like, man, if I'm going to make this work, I need to close this client. But in reality, what you need to do is to put your value there because needy energy. I Didn't you post that like yeah. a few days ago and I reposted it? Needy energy, girl, is not good. It's in not. business, in, in relationships, who wants to be like, nobody wants to sense that energy. And that translates to business. That translates to your, to your reels, translates to your calls, translates to everything. So I remember having this conversation over and over and over with clients. But for me, that was a game changer. Mm-hmm. The day I started showing up to my calls with like, hey, listen, this is what we offer. This is what we do. I believe this is for you looking at your business, looking at where you're at, looking at what you want to achieve. But you have to believe that is for you too, because if then it, we're not a match. I'm not here to convince you. Yeah. I feel like too, that's, you know, you're able to then set boundaries because you know, and how you're saying in the beginning, like you're able to, you get clear on what client you want to attract into your life. And I, <laughs> I'm sure maybe everyone has gone through this now because everyone I've talked to has, it's like you hire or, because you hire on clients too. 
Yeah. It's like you hire on this client and it, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> it's like a nightmare for both of you. And you're like struggling. There's resistance. You're fighting it. Yeah. Every time I had. So so I am very intuitive. Mm-hmm. I'm very intuitive. Like I didn't really understand that about myself. I didn't understand until I started doing more of like personal growth. I thought that I had just emotions I didn't understand what those emotions were right so then when I started realizing that what was happening is that what I was picking up on other people's energy right so every single time that I have had either a weird vibe or I thought this person is not the right fit but I did it anyway Mm -hmm. it it did not work out it did not work out at all so for me, that was the biggest lesson. And I know that for a lot of people, this is the hurdle, especially at the beginning of their business, because they're like, man, I do need the client. But the thing is, you do not need the headache. <laughs> and yeah. You don't need the headache. Because if you have the headache, you're not going to have time and energy and these amazing things that you can create to actually get the client that you actually want. Yes. But... At the end of the day, it's really easy to say it when you already went through that hurdle. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When you're still in it, it's kind of like a shift of energy. It's a shift of mindset. It's a shift of so many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to pivot now. And I sort of want uh, people to hear more about your, I shared a little bit about your sessions. And because you do a lot of coaching as well. However, you have different promotions or different like tiers that you do um however when you sign someone on and how is that process for the photography like what goes on in your head as you're meeting you're gonna think I'm crazy (laughs) because this is what people like so I see in images Mm -hmm. I see in images Mm -hmm. I see in images and I always want to go to what do we want people to feel Hmm. when they see your photos right because at the end of the day that's what branding is yes right at the end of the day is the feeling is what people feel what do they think of you how they're gonna remember you right so I think that one of the things is like we need to kind of like close that gap between the idea of the person that comes and wants like hey uh I need photos and it kind of pivoted through the last three years, I'm going to say. Like at the beginning, when I started doing personal branding photography, most of the women, they were more established and they needed photos for websites, collateral, like printed collateral and a lot of landing pages. So they were women that were a little bit more ahead in business and they had more like more clarity around their brand. Mm-hmm. But with the last three years, and I think through the pandemic and a lot of the stuff, what happened was people are more active on social media. Also, I've been networking a lot more. So more people are seeing my work, right? Mm -hmm. So now a lot of people are like, yeah, but what I actually need is a lot of photos for social media. And I'm like, okay, but we need to start by the basic, right? Like, and so what I do is I walk people through, okay, tell me three adjectives that describe your brand. Not necessarily you, but your brand. That, That group of words that you want people to feel about you and you're gonna you're like listen like I live by this I have this sticky note I'm gonna read it to you in a minute okay. it's in my computer 24 7 mm-hmm. all the time and it's fun 
unapologetic, energetic, positive, go-getter community. Everything that I do, any, and these are not like by any means like my content pillars or anything, but everything that I do, I filter through this. Mm-hmm. Because I that, love that. Everything that is, so when I'm writing content, when I'm writing an email, when I'm like, okay, I am I promoting community? Am I really talking to the go-getter women, right? Like, because I mean, there is nothing wrong with women that um, they feel fussy and, and, and good in their place, but I love working with women that they're constantly looking for more, better, better, better relationships, better health, better business, more money, better relationship with their kids, like better friendships, whatever it is they're looking for, they, they're constantly looking for the next level because that's me. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. So through that process, I ask women, okay, what do you want people to feel? And then we talk a lot about the process. How, what do they do? Right. Mm -hmm. I can remember when you and me worked together at the time, you used to do a lot of readings, right? Yes. And so, so part of that is that we need to show people what you do so they can see themselves Mm -hmm. on the side of the client working with you. What would it look like for them? Right. But we always want to bring the personality. We all always want to bring back to those adjectives. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. So where can uh, any of the listeners find you? So, okay. So we are rebranding the website right now. So, but it will be up probably by the end of the month. So they can go to atigreenspan.com. So that is A-T-I-G-R-I-N-S. P-U-N.com. Um, or they can go to my Instagram. I can go in there all the time. That's my favorite platform. It's the most fun. I mean, I'm everywhere. I'm not really active on TikTok. I have like maybe 10 TikToks up and then I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, but then I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram. Instagram is absolutely my favorite platform. And they can find me at ati.g.branding. Mm-hmm. All right. And then everything will be linked down below as well. This is going to go on YouTube and it's going to go on Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts. So I'm pretty sure I'm one of those. Yes, <laughs> you know, I love it. Awesome. Yes. Love and come say hello and tell me you found me here and let's connect. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Thank you so much again. And uh, like, I just, I enjoy your energy so much. I love, love, love that we got to do some breath work and we got to like get grounded and talk about the things that are important to us and to the women that are listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm. All righty, guys. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.